your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Anyway, we're here to talk about something very different and... Uh, something far more important. And something far more important in terms of our children's development. Hmm. And Fiona is here from Life 95 and child psychologist and good friend of the show. Anna Gibson-Steele is uh, with me as well. And uh, we also have uh, Michelle Daly-Hayes, who's a, a mum on the line too. And what are we talking about? Well, this. Well, I don't know whether you recognise it from this. But I think I would. <laughs> This is my little brother George. This is Mummy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Now, to my mind, Peppa Pig is one of the more controversial cartoons. It's quite interesting how it splits parents, sometimes even in the same home, yes. down the middle. Because there are people who believe that Peppa is not the best influence on little minds, Fiona. It can be quite divisive, actually. We even had a conversation in the newsroom yesterday when we were talking about this. A lot of people think that poor Daddy Pig gets a lot of fat shaming and uh, that he's very disrespected because he's he's actually a qualified architect, Daddy Pig is. And, uh, yeah, they'd, they'd be talking about Daddy's big belly and that sort of thing. But to be honest with you, I completely disagree wholeheartedly dis- disagree. I think it's lovely to see, uh, in a cartoon obviously, parents kind of dealing with cheeky children uh, in a tolerant way and everybody getting along and it's, you know, it's all a bit of a laugh like. Do you know what I mean? Isn't Peppa very bold? She's a, <laughs> she's a cheeky little piggy. Uh, she is, I mean? she's, che- she's cheeky but she's sweet. Like there's a, a lovely honesty about... Is there about, sweetness there? Is there? I... There, I think there is. I, I think there's a lovely honesty portrayed in cartoons like Pe- Peppa Pig, where you know that the 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 genuine f- family situation is played out. And for me, actually, watching cartoons like Peppa Pig has taught me a lot about my parenting techniques uh, over the years. You know, like a, a situation where we'll say. Daddy Pig is getting prodded for his big fat belly or Mammy Pig is trying to get a job done on her computer and the children come along and start hanging off her while she's getting her jobs done on her computer. And, and she lost that very important project, as I remember, from did, one of the cartoons. That's right. because The they project were disappeared that, from the computer. Yeah, <laughs> for playing that chicken game. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but they're very tolerant and they deal with it very gently. And for me, that kind of, you know, seeing that scenario being played out it reminded me, just be gentle and, you know. Right, but isn't that more about teaching you as the adult rather than the influence on the child? There's a lesson to be learned for all of us <laughs> in Peppa Pig. Actually, on that subject, there's one particular episode that I loved was International Day, where all the children had to dress up from uh, as different countries from all around the world. And at one stage at break time in the preschool, they're sitting in the sandpit and all the countries start fighting over different things in the sandpit. And the teacher comes along and says, now, now, we must all play well together. Mm. I think there's a lesson for everyone there. Indeed. And Michelle is on the line now, fresh from her Festival of France in uh, Limerick over the last few days. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm very We're just well. recovering. You're just, it, was, it was a great weekend. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we had great support from lots of people across the way, making all kinds of different events. We even had a Patank 
competition on Saturday in the wind and rain, as, as I was telling the crowd yes, on Sunday, the rain was coming sideways. That's, that's bowls, is that, is it, are that right or wrong? It is, yeah, it's like bull, exactly, yeah. it's batank. And there was four teams uh, participated outside the Hunt Museum and they, they did a fantastic job. Legends, every one of them, in fairness. And we had uh, Limerick School of Music performing. We had um, the Scully Rearch dancers also and reenactors from Engard. And that was even before the banquet on Saturday night where we had um, the Lord Mayor Mitchell and he had um, His Excellency the Ambassador of France, Vincent Garant, and his lovely wife as well down and we fed them eight courses, can you believe? Lovely. Over the course of the evening and mm. Emma Langford really sang her heart out. She just has the voice of an angel. So we had a wonderful weekend. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, okay, well, on this And now we're talking subject, about Peppa Pig. Well, we are. Well, I, I, I want to play a, another um, clip from a cartoon here and people might recognise this one. Anna is looking at myself and Fiona as we dance <laughs> along and sing to PJ Masks as if we have tune. completely <laughs> lost it. Michelle, are you a thumbs up or a thumbs down for cartoons and their influence on kids? I'm, to be honest, I was, I was a bit on the fence for a while, but now I'm currently a thumbs up, actually, because I've seen my kids kind of as they grow a little bit older move into different areas. So, for example, um, I see a lot of now, they don't even watch cartoons anymore. I'm, I'm forever saying, can you watch something with a plot, lads, please? Put on something with a plot. At least cartoons have plots. There's little stories, there's little tales, there's little learning opportunities. But they're really into watching what, what I would call is um, created content. So it's user-created content. So you see lots of different YouTubers. They love these little YouTube shorts mm. that can be on any topic whatsoever. And so... When I look back at cartoons, I think, God, they weren't that bad, actually, to be honest. I have to say as well, I have to, to declare my conflict of interest. We went to Peppa Pig World in Southampton with my oldest son when he was about two. And um, it was fantastic. It really was. It brought Wait to life all Is this the Peppa Pig. Pig World that famously um, Boris Johnson, when he was prime minister, got involved in a rambling speech, couldn't remember what he was saying, started talking about his visit with the family to Peppa Pig World. It was very impressive. Very, very impressive. <laughs> it certainly is very impressive. But, um, no, we yeah, we went to that one there in Southampton. And um, it literally is, I've never seen anything like it in my life. They literally took all the images from the cartoon that we'd be so familiar with and brought them to life, you know, and Peppa was there. I'm Um, I'm very annoyed about this. I have family on the Isle of Wight and they've never mentioned Peppa Pig World ah, in Southampton. It's, um, It's part of a bigger theme park called Paulton's. And so, never mentioned that either. 
a teenage there's a teenage theme park so you know with the roller coasters and all kinds of uh, petting zoo and all kinds of things like that and even water slides and then Peppa Pig World is right there beside of it part of it and it, it really was lovely because it, I've never seen like little rides they were like the helicopters mm. I have to say my favorite character in Peppa Pig was um, Miss Rabbit Miss Rabbit who did everything she was she was in the shop she was driving the ambulance she was the bus driver <laughs> so they had all the bus and all those little things as well but saying that i do i do agree that sometimes it can be a slightly negative influence in that the, the only thing that worries me about this michelle is that i've spoken about this fiona's spoken about it and you've now spoken about it and it seems we have focused largely on our own views yes. and the influence of cartoons on us Mm-hmm. Um, maybe rather than mm-hmm. the kids. So I think I'm going to yeah. ask Anna to bring a little bit of order to <laughs> the proceedings from the child psychologist perspective. Um, you know, we love the cartoons, but are they a good influence on kids? Well, first of all, I just have to say I'm not a child psychologist, but I am trained in hypnosis, NLP, and how the brain works, you know, and I help lots of people, adults and children, around how they think and that. So I suppose... I, I'm not okay with those ones. I'm more of the generation of Barney myself. Barney, another classic. <laughs> and yes, I have plunked my child in front of it while I cooked a dinner, you know, went for a shower Who and hasn't? so on. <laughs> exactly. So I understand the overwhelm that, you know, the parents are uh, the state they're in. So don't use any of this information I'm about to share as a stick to beat yourselves with. Um, but it is, you know, televisions tell you a vision. That's what they do. And programs are programs. They do create mind programming. They do affect behavior. You know, if we go back to Sesame Street back in 1969, the that was headed up by a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Pierce from Harvard. And they actively went out to put embedded programming into it. Um, one of the things they did was an experiment around increasing colored children's perception of themselves, of their, their self-confidence. And this was embedded in the programming, which you could say was perhaps a good thing to embed into a programme. But I suppose the question is, well, who decides what goes in? And is it in line with the parents' own ethics, morals, value systems and beliefs? So it is, they are very powerful things. Really, really powerful, as you can see. I witnessed you this morning. (laughs) Straight away, you know, what it does is it builds an association in the unconscious and then it links it to feelings, sensations and all of that. And just, as you see, the theme song can kick you into a particular way of thinking. Because, I mean, when I think about when I was a young person, 1900 and frozen to death, um, that, that Roadrunner, Tom and Jerry, I mean, these were horrendously violent <laughs> cartoons, weren't they? Yeah. I, mean, I think myself, back to my day, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang every Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous family. What on earth was the child catcher doing inside in that? It terrified me every year. Yes. This horrendous man who used to kidnap children with lollipops. Like, who put that in there? Why was it in there? Why did it belong there? And it did impact me. I can remember being terrified and bracing for that bit of the movie every year as a child. <laughs> so they do impact us, you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember Tom and Jerry actually playing uh, Tom and Jerry back for my kids and they were quite disturbed by the, you know, they're yeah. beating each other up and exactly. the, yeah, 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 bl- bombing each other and everything. You know, or yeah. at the Roadrunner one where all was off the cliff and then and then plunges the Acme down bomb into the ravine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's highly inappropriate for children now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and to that extent, I think it's fair to say more modern cartoons have probably taken that into account, have they not? They're not quite as upfront with the 
physicality and violence. They are. They're very protected now. They would be, like you say, probably there's a team of psychologists working behind it. But as that lady on the phone mentioned, actually, um, you've things like YouTube now, which is just free reign. They, they can kind of say whatever they want, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and Michelle, th- there is kids YouTube, is there? There is, there is. And Kids YouTube is a different app from regular YouTube, which I've discovered. So the Kids YouTube is regulated. You can say, actually, yeah, my child is four. He can only watch things that are suitable for four-year-olds. And then there's a different list of cartoons that are visible for, like, let's say, eight-year-olds. And then over 12, then would be the adult YouTube. But I find, unfortunately, the kids are like, well, actually, that's boring. I want to watch regular YouTube, which is, of course, unregulated and the content can't be, you know, so I find myself continually now looking at the day out of our house. They're wa- I, I, first of all, I try to make them watch it on a device in my presence so I can kind of keep an eye and see what's on and what's not on. And that's not always possible. But the one thing that worries me, and it was actually Anna who mentioned it there, is um, there is no thought behind this content that they're creating on YouTube now. And it's made by kids and teenagers. So you think, okay, it should be okay. But actually, they there's no thought, there's no psychology, or the psychology is somewhat dubious. So there's a guy called Mr. Beast, who is a, a content creator, oh. and he makes lots and lots of videos, huge money in it for him. He's a young guy, but like his content is morally and ethically really, really questionable, and you're exposing your kids to it if they're watching it all the time. Yeah. You know, and, you wonder what effect that has on them. W- w- well, that's very true, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, a lot of broadcasting around the world is heavily regulated. Indeed, the show we're on now, the station we're on now is heavily regulated Mm. and licensed. But there's loads of content that isn't, um, Anna. Yeah, look, it's definitely a more dangerous world in terms of that. Particularly, you know, in terms of lifestyle and all the rest of it. So again, it's how do we manage that? And I don't envy parents with small children because it's a really tough thing to do, you know, is manage the time and the screen time and what they're being exposed to. But that's what we, I suppose, have to figure out mm. is how do we control it, how do we monitor it? So you're, you're not anti-cartoons in of themselves, but you're saying we need to be very conscious of what's going on. I think so, because, you know, it all depends on what do you want to teach the children? What what do you want their beliefs to be? What you know, and make sure that we don't get lost in the meantime. I mean, at a very base level, a local guy I live in Rue, and his little fella started speaking, and he's speaking with an English accent. And I said, you know, where did they get the accent? Peppa Pig. Now, I mean, you can say that's you know, it doesn't matter, but it might matter. You know, if if your, you know, belief was in culture, or you know, that you enjoy the diversity of the different accents in Ireland, and you know the value of that, well, then that would matter. Do you see? So that's just a, a baseline level. Is it in line with what you believe and what you want, the values you want your kids to have? Does it give you a pause for thought, Fiona? Oh, all the time. I'm thinking about it all the time. Like, they they gravitate towards devices. They gravitate towards YouTube. They call it Kids New Tube. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, like, adults YouTube, like, is completely off limits in my house. I let... It's my younger one actually. She's five. Is obsessed with kids YouTube, and I can only tolerate it for about five minutes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah. And they're they're doing this thing where they're I think it's called Twitch, is it? Where you go online and you can see what they're gaming. They're doing Roblox, playing Roblox or Minecraft, and they're commenting at the same time. 
and it's just mindless. Or you also have these American families and they're unwrapping all these presents and it looks like they're living in mansions and they're mm. unwrapping LOL dolls and stuff like this and just, you know, it just looks like that they have an endless supply of toys. And it just, it's such a bad influence because then your child is turning around going, why can't I have all those toys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's murder. Yeah. Okay, well, look, I mean, all we really wanted to do was just open up the discussion this morning. It is something we will certainly come back to, but just to cause people to think a little about these things, you know, uh, kids in front of TV and uh, as uh, Anna says, you know, it's something, look, everybody does in truth as parents, but just to have it in the back of your head, well, what exactly are they watching? What's the purpose of it? What's the psychology? Well, sometimes it's like this. You can either get the living room tidy and let them watch a bit of TV or just let the place fall apart. see, there you go. (laughs) Isn't that it? Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate your time. Anna Gibson-Steele, Fiona Madigan of Life 95 and Michelle Daly-Hayes, who was joining us on the WhatsApp line. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.